0: much for stopping by another live episode of real estate titans i'm your host greg fowler traveling throughout the marketplace interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field from realtors lenders builders developers residential or commercial essentially gathering insight inspiration what really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what i'd like to consider a real estate titan our very special guest and featured Titan for today, Brian Yaniak. Brian, thanks so much for being on the show. I really appreciate Absolutely. you taking the time. Hopefully I didn't butcher you that last name. I'm that terrible that way. So. Yeah, is really close enough. <laughs> but uh, so I just want everybody to really get to know you as a man, as a professional kind of go through the series of questions that every Titan ghoster if that's okay Yeah, I've have. watched, I think, all 42 or 43 episodes so far, wow. so it's exciting. That's awesome. I know there's a lot of people out there that are really excited about this one, so let's just dive right in. That's cool, Brian. Absolutely, let's do this. So I guess tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Gotcha. So uh, this is my 23rd year in the mortgage business.
1: So got in in 1995 Have seen just the craziest of changes. Back then, it was kind of the wild wild west there really were a ton of rules and regulations you just kind of did your loans and you know had fun at it and then of course with a huge meltdown in 07, 08 and 09 the federal government came in and really really stepped their foot down and then when Doc Frank got passed and Trig got passed you know just gigantic changes. So I've kind of been through a lot of those and you know we're still here and all that stuff. So. Uh, it's been, a, it's been a fun, fun, fun ride. that's for sure. Change is a huge keyword in our business. So if you don't like everything this week, wait till Monday. there's probably another <laughs> whole slew of guidelines that have just changed. It's like the
0: Colorado weather, right? I mean, oh it's I a, <laughs> the same
1: rule, right it, there. it really is. Yeah you know, Like I watched uh, Social wild on Saturday night to have some fun and you know, go drive around with some of my uh, street buddies and some cars, and sure. every hour the weather map kept changing, saying that we'd clear skies at 10. Uh, 11. Uh, 12. We met 1 a.m. No, we met 2 a.m. Like I think it finally quit running at 5 a.m. Wow. So, of
0: course, it ruined Saturday's drive. Ugh. Good stuff. You know, it's, it's the pain that we pay, you know, when it comes to cars. And that's thing. And just so everybody knows, we are in the Titans environment yeah. right now, so th- these will come into play a little bit later, so stay tuned on that. But, uh, so, Brian, you know, it, your progression in your career, obviously being doing this for as long as you have, Um, That's huge. And again, the change that you were talking about. But uh, what brought you here? I mean, are you native? Are you from out of town? I mean, your family interests, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So uh, I was born in Panama. Okay. Uh, So I'm a military brat. My brother Uh was born at the Air Force Academy. And then uh, my parents got stationed in Panama. So we went down there, lived there for my first four years of my life. And then moved back here. And it's gonna age me, but 1974, wow. and so I've lived in Carlisle Springs pretty much since 1974. Took a couple years out and played basketball in Georgia. Uh, came back to Carlisle Springs uh, in 1992 and finished my career here at UCCS. Okay. So all my UCCS alumni, what's up? All right. Um, so and back then, you know, we weren't very good. I can't remember. We were like four and eighteen, or six and eighteen, and. The program they have going on now has just been awesome. They went to the national tournament now, and they, they went to, I think, to the quarter or semifinals a few years ago. Wow. One of their players just got drafted from the San Antonio Spurs. Uh-huh. So uh, pretty, pretty impressive uh, growth that they've done there. Sure. And um, you know, my sister basically came up to me in 1994, like 95, and was like, hey, what do you want to do after college? And I was looking at either going into being a a PA or maybe getting my doctorate degree and becoming a medical doctor. And I was just like, ah, do I want to go to school that much longer? I already kind of was burnt out on it at that point. And so I applied to be a PA at a couple of different schools and I made um, alternate resident for one school, so there was two people that had to drop out in front of me to me to make that slot. They came back to me and said, ah, go get a little medical experience. You know, go be a a paramedic, uh, an EMT, do something, and then come back and be a PA. So then everybody kept saying, oh, just go do nursing. That'd be easy. It's a two-year degree. You could be an LPN or an RN. So then I started going through that progression, and everybody's like, dude, just one more year of school, and you'll have a BSN. Why would you get an LPN if you can get a BS? And I was like, right. okay, so I'll do nursing school. Hmm. So at the exact same time of doing nursing school, my sister told me about a buddy of hers that was doing mortgages okay. and doing very, very well at it. And hmm. she's like, I think you would do good at this. And I was like, okay. hey, what's a mortgage? <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, <great>. she's <laughs> like, that's when people buy a house and they need to finance it, they don't have 100 grand or 200 grand to buy it, so they get a loan from a bank, you would be their loan officer. I said, Packed my stuff up, moved to Green Junction for the summer, my parents still live there, and basically became a loan officer. Came back in the fall and went to Bethel College of Nursing, and just did loans super part-time. I mean, like, just in between studies, if someone needed a refinance or a purchase, someone would refer me a deal. I did, you know, one or two loans a month. And then, as my three-year BSN degree had progressed, or I'm getting close to graduation, I had started to build up a little clientele where a few realtors had sent me a couple of deals and now my numbers, instead of one or two a month, I'm doing like you know three, four, and five loans a month.
0: Hmm.
1: And we went through a little mini refi boom right before graduation. Okay. And I did like 35 loans in one month. Wow. And I almost quit nursing school six weeks before finals because I was so busy that I was like, why do nursing when I can do this? This is way more fun. Right. And then just as fast as the refi boom came, it vanished. Literally overnight, rates went from 3% back up to 6%. The phone quit ringing. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll finish my degree. <laughs> All right. So that wasn't too yeah. bad. So then I finished my degree but realized I, you know, I didn't want to do it. I was only working 5 to 10 hours a week doing mortgages. And I was like, wow, what if I went full time at this gig? And I, and I did, so in 1998, graduated from Bethel with my nursing degree, never took my state boards, yeah. and have gone full-time since then. So literally, I'm right at my 20-year mark in the business as a full-time loan officer this year. Unreal. Pretty
0: exciting. And, and that's, such a, that's such a phenomenal story, kind of going oh, through with nursing school and getting the medical field, and then you know, getting out of it to do what you love and your passion. I mean, there's so many people out there that are watching this and saying, "Hey, you know, I don't know what direction I'm going, or right. if I'm going down the right path." I mean, you took some chances and you put yourself in positions and you found what was best for you. Obviously, 20 plus years going right. into it. So, um, and having kids, it was amazing because okay. it was like non-issue. I Anytime mean, they had a medical issue or anything
1: else, <laughs> talk it to was, dad. <laughs> yeah, we we knew what to do. It was not a big deal. And it just at the various companies I'd worked at, I kind of got to be known as like the nurse guy, the yeah. medical guy. Sure. Hey, what's this? Hey, what's this thing? So here I'm doing mortgages and, you know, fielding medical questions on the side. So that was really fun, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've probably done, you know, probably 20 or 30 loans for my fellow nursing students that I went to school with. And then, you know, of course, over the years, I've just done lots and lots of loans with them. And that's just such a neat way to connect with those people who are nurses. Mm -hmm. You know, I never worked their crazy shifts that they have to do 12 on and, you know, all that just ridiculous stuff. But I at least went through the schooling. I know what they go through. I know what it's like to be on the field. And that's a neat way to relate to those people because they do. They work so hard. I mean it oh, I is mind blowing what the medical guys go through on a day-to-day basis on their jobs. And I and I a lot of times I joke with a lot of my realtor buddies, you know, if there's an issue with a loan or a, a closing's delayed because of something with the buyer or the seller, I always remember this there's not life and death here. It's not life and death. It's still just a mortgage, it's just a loan. Hmm. It's okay to delay something a day or a couple of hours. Like no sure. one's dying here. Yeah, they can sit in their U-Haul truck for a couple hours but everybody wants to get it done, mm-hmm. but really, you know what, you know, we work together as a team to get that stuff knocked out. So that's pretty exciting to kind of keep that in the back
0: of my mind. I love that and that's perspective to, to shed onto your clients and obviously the success you've had in your career and the partnerships, I mean, all comes together. So that's a beautiful segue into uh, what's your why, Brian? I mean, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What makes you do what you do to the level that you do it at? So you know, I think everyone always, of course, changes
1: that why. You know everyone gets asked that, but I mean, I think at the beginning it was just a, a good way to pay my small bills that I had at that time. You know, sure. young college student didn't really have a lot of expenses, um, so it was okay to do a deal or two a month. Uh, you know, now you know, married, and we currently have five kids, and then wow. our youngest is uh, do Halloween, so that'll be six, wow, so that's super exciting. know you great. just became a father, yes, so you know what it's like. So, my oldest is 24. Um, Andy and then I have a son Caleb who's 15 and then we go to Kylie who's 12 she'll be 13 in December Uh, Riley is eight she'll be nine in January and then a lot of people know our little guy Braden because he's literally grown up on Facebook it's it's so exciting to see him he'll be three in November and then our youngest will be a boy, mm-hmm. and then you know he's due Halloween, so that's that's so neat. But it's like that, that whole world of you never know who's watching. Right. And I kind of always try to keep that in the back of my mind because, like even like you, you said the other day you're leaving Danny Lewis, sure. and you saw us driving through the neighborhood. You know yeah. I didn't see you, but you saw <laughs> us. You right. really never know that. And so I've had so many realtors or clients say that they saw some video we had posted or they had seen a, a video shared. Because maybe I wasn't quite friends with them on Facebook, but a friend of a friend, sure likes they, or comments. Yeah, liked your comment, and then they saw a video, and they, and they know you or saw you or heard of you. It is, it is truly mind blowing in today's day of age of social media, who sees you or who's watching you. Right? You know, so I always kind of keep that in the back of my
0: mind. I think that's smart, and and uh, I think you should always be cautious. Careful with family, personal items, mm-hmm. and you know, be selective of what people are out there. And let your true friends and family see you grow and change. And you know, obviously, a lot of people are gonna be watching this. So, right. You know, we're we're careful with this one. We want the views on this one, everybody. We do, like, to crystal, though, and you know, my wife. She's just
1: incredible on the social media stuff. I mean, she she posts a lot more than I do, and stuff like that. But she, you know, she she's a lot smarter than I am, social media wise. Sure. I I probably comment on something and say someone's, you know, uh, you know, probably more like a post, you know what I mean? I'm just like, oh quit being whatever, you know, pick it up and you'll move on. And sure. or she's more encouraging and sweet and kind to them and everything else. So sometimes I'll make it backstage, backspace, delete, 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 <laughs> don't post that comment. That yeah, exactly. So. Edit post. But I guess Facebook I didn't
0: renew that, but Facebook leaves your old post and your edited post up there. Never even knew that. Yeah, so, you, you can go back and delete them or okay. hide them from a timeline. Usually the best way to go through. So there's a
1: tip for you guys. I did not know that
0: because I've, yeah, probably said some stuff I shouldn't have. You're like, oops, hey, it's all right. You know, as long as the majority of the time you're out there, it's positive. Oh yeah, sure. trying to. You know, and this is positive, everybody. So this is good stuff. So let, let's go, and that why is fantastic. You're talking about, you know, obviously financial you know, reasons. Everybody's got to make a living. But then going through and talking about your family and your growth and, and yeah. supporting the community. It, it's, it's rung through. So that's that's a beautiful why for everybody to kind of uh, lead off of. So for the other uh, professionals that are watching this right now, uh, whether they're new or seasoned, this is a really beautiful segment to, to for you to look back on your career this morning. And if you could pinpoint one or two things that you might have added to your business that took it from one level to the next, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I would say that, you know, I say once I went full-time, that okay. was a huge impact because instead of working a business, you know, five to ten, week i really was putting in the the time on it but i mean i would say you
1: know one of the biggest things that, that i gained or got is when i worked um, back with scott smith and sunglass mortgage just you know here i have a guy doing one or two deals a month you know and i see a guy like scott doing you know 10 plus deals a month you know and i worked at his company for probably about six to nine months can't remember how long it, it, it was there but then i also met um tiffany isaac and you know, she was just huge. She would sit with me up in the conference room and you know, say, Well what does the guideline say or what does this say? I mean actually I have a true, you know, teacher who, you know, she years wow. and she had a really good book of business. Super duper smart in the industry back then. I was like, wow man, these guys know what they're doing. Sure. And same thing, you know, Scott would come in from lunch with like three applications and throw it on Shelly's desk and be like, boom, let's get these going. And I was like, in one day? You know, it was just <laughs> Is blown this away. Possible? Yeah, I just like, couldn't wow. believe it because you know, here I am like a onesie twosie guy, didn't even know you could do that kind of business. And then, you know, Tiffany just instilled in me constantly over and over and over again to you know study the game, study the okay. game, study the game. If you know a guideline, if you know something you thought you could do something, like, learn it, teach it, grow it, you then can realize that wait a minute, those three deals that this other guy said can't be done, you can. Wow. And so I think that was a, a really huge you know first step thing was just like learning guidelines and reading the books. Mm-hmm. I'm going through all these manuals all the time in my downtime you know, reading this, learning what you can do here. And that kind of really, you know, stepped up my business a ton. And then once you kind of do a couple of deals in the community and people learn your name and Mm -hmm. you kind of become one of the go-to people. And every town has it. So it's not like we're super special in Colorado Springs. We only have that one guy that can get a loan done. Every town has those people in them. You know, I've gone to Jacksonville, Florida, and Orlando, and I've got friends in Philadelphia. I'm in a couple of neat Facebook loan officer groups. And there are some absolute genius rock stars in each one of these towns, then it's really neat for us to be able to go on there before, you know, you might take a day or two to get an answer on a question. I can literally go to a couple of my little Facebook group guys and ask a super quick question, and you'll have these. rock stars just bam 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 here's what you can do here's what to say the underwriter here's the guideline hey I pulled this for you here's this and i was like
0: awesome. it
1: is awesome. So yeah. that's been a huge um, you know improvement in my world and then I you know just just again learning the guidelines, you know, mm-hmm. going through these crazy you know ramps and stuff like that. And then I you know really want to give credit to my two current managers that I have now over okay. at North Point Bank with Rob Sylvia and um, Todd Crane. I think where they have been huge to me is, I've always had a knack of being able to get deals done, right. working hard, but maybe uh, coming across a little too harsh. So they really taught me like a better way to say something. So okay. my old me, would be, you know, let's say the underwriter won't approve a certain loan. Mm-hmm. I would come in and literally like, you know, smack the paper down like like you're playing spades <laughs> and cards and be sure. like, "Boom, here's the guideline. I can do the loan. Clear my file for closing." Right. I won the battle but lost the war because okay. now that underwriter's like, "Wow, yeah, he's right, but I don't like this guy." Nothing
0: easiest it's, way to work with. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, you know, you kind of get a bad reputation that you're maybe not the nicest person to deal with or yeah, I know we can say whatever we want to on on facebook and all that right but, you, know, you get to be known as like an asshole boy you're really sharp but man that guy's a jerk mm-hmm. i don't want to work with him you know so i think with todd and rob over and over and over preaching to me and i literally was like in their office like once a week mm-hmm. at the beginning of working with them they're like dude come on say it like this do this i'm like okay 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 and then so i always thought i'm coachable mm-hmm. and but it, it did it took them a while because like really i used to come in on mondays hey do i need to come in your office And they're like no we didn't hear anything about you this week you're good i'm like yes awesome but instead of like slamming someone at someone and you know stomping your feet and saying that you're right sure a better approach Mm -hmm. you know coming at it from hey i found this guideline do you think it would work on our thompson file could we apply this rule on commissions to this particular level let that person give you the thumbs up or the thumbs down or you know what, nice, fine, we can use that, let's go with it. And I think that has been just really, really huge in even just personal growth from that level to here, but then able to work with other agents in town, and you know other loan officers, and just bringing people to the company, just just that little tiny strategy has been, I think, huge for me. And instead of having to always prove you're right, there's just a better way to do it. You know, kind of a deal. I, and especially the younger people who are just getting into the industry and stuff like that. You know, I think that's because I've seen some of the crazy Facebook posts and, and different comments that people have made. That. I think is really good the way you can come across to people, sure.
0: Sure, Sure. and there's so much in there, Brian, Mm -hmm. so hopefully everybody took a ton of notes (laughs) on that. You know, for me, what really stuck out right at the beginning is is knowing your craft and constantly educating yourself and learning. That never stops from day one up until today. It's constantly changing. Then you look at the the path of, I guess, mentors, or or people that you've been learning from throughout your career that have been there and done that, and you've taken that like a sponge, and then become a better person because of it. And then obviously, I guess, killing kindness. Learning how to position yourself so that you can get the point across without offending anybody, but still getting it done you know, the kind of matter. So there's tons of good info. Yeah, I and mean, right right. always
1: always says, you know, you get you know you get more flies with honey than you do vinegar. Yeah. Right. You know that kind of those things, and you do you just kind of keep thinking in the back of your mind about that stuff. Is you know what you know what is the point that you're trying to make here? You know what what is your end goal result? You know what are you trying to do? Sure. So you can always kind of think back on that, and you know I. have typed out emails and been like oh, uh, don't do that. <laughs> don't send it yet, yeah, type it send, out. you know, or especially if you're mad or angry in a certain situation, sure. sometimes it makes more sense to, to sleep on it overnight. Sometimes you don't have to respond to a, a client or an agent or a title person like yeah. immediately. Think about it, you know, because different things get happened and said and all that stuff. So, you know, sometimes come across, and, I, and now I've had so many people come up and be like, I love the way you handled that situation. That was awesome. And I just think back at my old me, where I would have had this, you know, run in, like I said, slam the paper down and be like, boom, I got this done, you proved my loan, cleared me for closing, you know, we won. And then, you know, I still get the same result. Sure. But way, way better, everyone loves it, everyone's on your team, everyone's cheering, everyone can't wait to go to that closing and everyone's happy kind of deal. And that's
0: much, much better of a feeling for sure. I love it, and that's, that's great advice. So again, hopefully everybody wrote that down. So let's go into the Tricky part of the interview here in this process for the episode and it's the challenge question So, uh, you know every episode of Titans it comes down to you know, we all deal with challenges Whether it's in the past we're dealing with them now or in the future No one's exempt from that, but it's not so much what happens But how we overcome that that makes us who we are so if you could look back on your life Brian and you know Pick a challenge that you dealt with that you overcame uh, And you became a stronger man because of what does that look like for you? So I would think just like a lot of the rules
1: and guideline changes. So, um, you know, I had a, a very successful career when I was over at uh, Castle & Cook Mortgage. Okay. Um, you know, we were doing very, very good, great reputation, awesome company. I and mean, even to this day, I still love Matthew Pineda. He was the president back then, uh-huh. just an incredible, incredible person, just just really kind-hearted and really cared about all his employees. And then I saw these trade rules coming, and uh, I, trade, uh. yeah, and so I was just like, you know, Dodd Frank trade, boy, this is gonna get scary. So at that time, I thought, you know, my best opportunity to take care of me and my family was to, you know, kind of switch gears from the regular conventional loans and maybe like broaden my base. Okay. So I had I joined um, BBBA Compass Bank in 2010. They had a doctor program, a construction program, a land loan, a professional loan and just a whole bunch of neat niche products. Okay. They they weren't very good at conventional loans, VA, FHA loans, but I was like, "Ah, We'll get through that part, but I'm gonna have such a a larger market share because I can do all these other programs that no one can. So I love that side of it. And then I could also lend in all fifty states. Where with my old company, I was just in Colorado. So that was my mindset, but then I didn't realize that you know everyone is so smart in the game, they figured out how to, you know, get the loan officers Mm -hmm you know, a larger piece of the pie with the program. So I thought that our income was gonna be, you know, slashed in half, wow. and it was gonna be really painful to, to, to be at a traditional loan officer role, but again, these other people are so freaking smart out there, they figured yeah. out ways around rule, or through TRID, maybe, or through Dodd-Frank, not really around it, but just how to how to circumvent it. And so that was a little bit hard because I literally went from a really good business of FHA, VA, conventional loans with some tremendous agents hmm. and I literally, when I went to Compass, had to give them all up. Wow. Just because those agents were doing VA, conventional, FHA buyers, mm-hmm. they didn't really have the doctor construction and land loans. Okay. So I literally took a, a, a very good production down to zero and Watch. then built it from zero back up to you know a top three producer at the at compass Bay, okay. and then their rules started changing and everything else and i was like okay uh, this isn't working mm-hmm. so then i jumped back into the game um where i'm at today again with the fha va conventional world then okay. i worked with a buddy of mine over at uh his company that we had for about 10 months and then it was it was okay but their platform just wasn't what it was going to help for me to be successful and then that's when um you know rob and todd called me and i was thinking about joining a company up in denver and being like a branch down here and they're like please just wait you know like wait 30 days we have something incredible coming we really want you to come join over here but it's not ready to go and i was like okay it sounds good so i did i hung out and waited and then uh, you know i joined um Todd and Rob in October of 2013. Wow. we've changed company names in the show. Sure. But but yeah, but it's our our team and our core is the same. So right. you know, we've had all of our main, main people since the beginning. And I like mm-hmm. said Tiffany's been there with me, and we always kid about, you know, being brother and sister and like this love-hate relationship. <laughs> but i mean That's she's true. just awesome so tiffany if you're watching i love you to death hey, it's Tim amazing <laughs> so you know we literally have been together since 1998 you know so we're on our 20 years on and off oh you God. know she went and worked with uh, dave oliver and troy brennan over at people's for a right. while and you know they're they're just awesome awesome people and so, but she truly is just one of the smartest people in the industry, I mean, it, it's crazy, you know, if you have a question or something like that, she's just awesome to go work with, or, or you know, file things through, and then, you know, same thing with Todd, you know, he, he knows the, the mortgage game like crazy, and so to have that
0: team
1: and that concept there, it, it, it's just been, you know, really, really good. So that challenge of Lily going from a, you know, a book of business to literally zero, restarting, and then trying to call those agents back saying, Hey, I'm doing this again, they're mm-hmm. like, eh, you know, you yeah, you left mm-hmm. us a year or two or three years ago. We had to find someone else to work with. Mm-hmm. So I literally felt like I'm a brand new loan officer again in you know, 2013 or 14. Mm-hmm. So to me it's almost as if I've only been doing this four years again. Sure. Because I literally had to get back at the groundwork of zero and then you know, build up new agents and build new relationships and stuff like that. Right. Well, you can do it sure i mean you know i have so many of my friends that have you know military wives or spouses and they have to move every two or three years mm-hmm. so these guys are going into these new towns and new communities and they're literally building up a brand new book of business from scratch uh-huh. you know or even having a a brand new person that comes into our industry mm-hmm. and then watching them you know just just take off and Set go a rocket oh yeah. you know you see them on facebook you know these guys that you didn't even hear about a year or two ago And all of a sudden, you find out that like this top producer. And you're like, what the heck? (laughs) So that can be done? I mean, it's really, really cool. Sure. And
0: and I I think that you have a lot of challenge in that, which I think is beautiful for everybody to to hear, especially from a producer such as yourself, is once you have that level of success, uh, yes, it's scary to make a change. But if you're doing it for the right reasons, you've had success before, you can have it again. And you're, you're proof of that, right? You make a change. You feel like you're starting brand new. But you did it and then some. So keep moving forward, keep pressing on. And don't be afraid to make changes if it's right for you. I think that's really the ultimate oh, uh, message out of that. And, and that's great. So everybody out there, hopefully you listened to that. That was great. So thanks for sharing the challenge. Not the easiest thing to go through. <laughs> so let's go a little softer, Brian, because this this is a little bit of an easier question. Actually, one of my favorites. So if you could travel back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, any age range, what would you say to young yeah,
1: so that's the same one. I would probably, you know, uh, you know, again, like winning the battle, you know, losing the war kind of mm-hmm. thing. I think that really kind of still sits at home with me because I just, you know, think back in my life, you know, how many of those confrontations have I had with a borrower mm-hmm. or a, a realtor or, you know, whatever in that situation that could've been handled so much better okay. where, you know, maybe you did put that person in their place or you, you 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 were correct, but again the, the implementation of how it was handled or portrayed mm-hmm. just just probably wasn't the best. Okay. So I wish like I could probably go back in time and be like, you know, you know, zip 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 <laughs> kind of a thing, or you know, right. learn learn the better the better way of doing that. Um, you know, it just reminds me like, you know, back when I played uh, high school basketball. Okay. And I always tell people I got cut as a sophomore. Hmm. So, you know, here I am thinking to my mind that I'm like this superstar players a sophomore you know of course there's there's really good players ahead of me but i'm like oh i'm still one of the top 12. right you know i'm, I'm gonna make this the, the varsity as a sophomore no question about it you know and then coach brings me in and i'm just like oh this is gonna be awesome you know mm-hmm. what's up you know you want me to you know travel with the team what's going on here and then he was just like yeah so you know we're you know we're not gonna keep you on the squad this year
0: mm-hmm. and i was like
1: Mm, is this for me, or just interview for someone else? You know, <laughs> is there another Brian? They get the wrong guy, and he's just like, "Yeah, it's a hard decision, but you know, we're actually going to keep you know these other two guys instead, and all this stuff." And of course, at that time, it just seemed, you know, like mind blowing to me, like almost was like, "Man, this is just crazy." But what I actually learned about myself personally during that that time. Was that I actually have you know huge heart and I didn't quit because a lot of people were like ah, they're with my basketball career I'm done, uh, but you know my best friend Tim Allen he you know he basically um, he was two years behind me but we're one um, age I, I was uh, a year ahead in school okay. so and then um, you know where his birthday was he was a year um, older mm-hmm. so we were only a year apart in age but you know he was in eighth grade at the time and he had an, a coach uh, Phil Coulter. And he would literally come home every day after school after his practice and be like, okay, this is what we learned today. You know, we should work on this. He had two-hour practice. He would then come home, and we'd play basketball for another two or three hours a day. Then wow. just really worked hard and worked on all this stuff so that when the guys on my team were out, you know, playing in the gym and running plays and practicing and, you know, cutting and how to run a motion offense, I literally just worked on my fundamentals. You know, worked on my shot and this and my jumping and just all the core things. So then when I came back from my junior year, you know, I I luckily got to be, you know, probably 10 times the player I was as a sophomore. Hmm. But it's only because I put in that time and that energy and that effort and I didn't quit. You know, and so and if I could go back in time, you know, it's like, you know, keep keep applying those types of principles to this mortgage world. Because it is, it's like every day the guidelines change, you know, mm-hmm. we used to be able to do this, this, and this. And then all of a sudden the new rule for student loans, that's the one that changes like every week. I think Fannie Mae and, or Freddie Mac just changed the rules last week on what you can use for student loan qualifications. Wow. So the neat thing is if you don't keep up on that stuff, you think you still have a loan that you can't do for a barber. But actually, the new guideline makes it easier in some cases. Huh. So that person that you told no to three weeks ago, you can actually say, hey, guys, guess what? There's a new rule change. We might be able to do this for you. Hmm. So that's kind of exciting on that end of it. Okay. Is, you know, so you know, old me is really focused on that. And then the other thing that's not really conceptual on as far as like telling myself something, mm-hmm. but I just wish I had done a better job of like database managing. So that, that would have been cool because so many of these big, big producers, they just really dug into their database, they kept everything going and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and then they really keep touch, uh, touch base with their old clients and stuff like that.
0: So that's okay. been huge. Yeah, that, that's a, I think that's a lot of really cool things that you can kind of look at. And go through as you can say hey you know the, the advice that you give your younger self looking back on how you deliver things earlier on in the episode right. I think that makes perfect sense and that's for anybody that's out there watching what's going on um, but secondarily having a database that's huge stuff and it doesn't matter obviously if you're starting out start from scratch and, and make sure you are maintaining that but look back on it even top producers they have to focus on that the relationship is everything correct yeah, and I've seen some of these like you know realtor
1: coaching programs that teach people you know if you have a A 1,000 people in your database, they'll guarantee you X number of transactions per year, so then imagine if you have 5,000 or 10,000 names that you have in your database, I mean, those numbers can just be scary, and people don't even realize that they have these gold mines. Sure. You know, and a lot of companies like, you know, your Googles and all that, they they just want names. I can't remember what the name of that one company was, but it was like, uh, like either like Bills.com or something, they they sold Mm -hmm. for over a billion dollars, and it was… Just because they wanted the names, that's it. It's all they wanted. They wanted the database, so they paid them a billion dollars because they had so many names in their database. It's just it, it, it makes sense.
0: It's consumer. It's people. It's all about relationships, and that's any product or service. It's the end user, right? So the more we Absolutely. know, the more we can do. So I, but I think that's great advice, not just for young Brian, for everybody out there who's watching. Um, so thanks for sharing that. Into that. So let's go into one of the more um, inquisitive parts or the, the thought process of education. So a lot of the uh, viewers of this series. They like to know what the titans are feeding their minds, you know, whether it was in the past or currently but what books you reading, podcasts you listening to, or influencers or coaches Brian. on social media? Brian. What are you feeding your mind, Brian? Yeah,
1: so I'm not a huge book reader. Yeah, sure. Um, so I know a lot of people like love reading their uh, books. I just my brain just like literally falls asleep after ten minutes. So <laughs> Here I, we go. If right. I grab out a book, I'm just like, zonked, and I just, <laughs> this is real. This is Sorry. And I don't know some people read like you know a book a day or whatever. I just my my brain just kind of runs so fast. I just it, it would it just literally puts me to sleep. Sure. So, sure. But I do like, um, you know, a lot of a lot of you know, influence people out there, uh, okay. like Ryan Steumann, um, You know, we're members of all of his little clubs and groups on there on Facebook, and just you know, his group has changed so much. I, I kind of almost like liken him to me. You know, when he first came out, he was so, you know. In your face, you know, F bombs, if you don't like me, you know, go away kind of a person, wow. just just bam, 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 yep. bam, bam. And you know, his nickname is the hardcore closer. Hmm. And it was just if you don't like me, I don't really give an F because I <laughs> I'm me and deal with it. But it worked good for him. Sure. You know, it did it. It got him up to this income level he always says. Mm-hmm. And then he started picking up some really awesome life coaches and they were like, Man, you know, you're killing it with the two percent. You're killing it, bro. That two percent that like you, you are killing it. But do you know there's a 98 percent population over here that you're completely missing and you're pushing off. And then once he now has really, really changed his game. You know, he says he doesn't you know drink anymore. He doesn't smoke pot anymore. Uh-huh. Um, he you know he literally has revolved his business. And then, you know, he went from basically a low six income earner to a low seven income earner and I think he's almost at an eight digit income Mm -hmm. earner this year, I think he was saying the other day. So and it's because he has grown that. So I love listening to him. Okay. Um, just such a neat guy. I mean I can instant message him. He'll reply back typically in just minutes every time oh, um, I, I picked up a coach this year Cindy Ertman. So hi Cindy okay. if you're watching she Really helps you with not just your business itself but like your personal growth and you the, the you and you know work-life balance and you know what you know what are you passing down for your legacy and that that's a huge deal and you know she's a 200 million producer in california wow. and just just huge you know she gets to cheat a little bit because they have huge loans out there but still she she's just an absolute animal okay. and you know huge producer but just just such a class person you know we get out go out there to her house and stay for uh, um, these uh, events she only lets like 12 people come Right. And then we get to hang out with her all weekend and you know just really opens up her home to us and like everyone leaves like best friends Love it. and it is just such a, a crazy difference of world because sometimes I think you just think about numbers and getting this client to closing and getting this deal done sometimes I think we might forget about the person behind it in the transaction or even our life sure because a lot of times you know, our spouses you know have to deal with um, you know, if a lot of people in this, these worlds, you know, maybe you're the working spouse and the other one's at home, or mm-hmm. maybe you do have a dual income, but a lot of people just can't comprehend, we don't work nine to five. Mm-hmm. We just don't. Sure. You know, we literally, you're getting people that are texting you or calling you from Florida at 6 a.m. They forgot that you're in Colorado, Sure. you know, so they're like, oh shoot, you're two hours ahead. Or likewise, someone that you're working with in Hawaii. They're four hours behind us, <laughs> so when they're replying to me at 9 o'clock at night, it's 1 a.m. here, and they're like, oh, shoot, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I, f- I keep forgetting about the time change, but they have something in their mind. Um, you know, so, so I think that coaching is huge, and that's one of the things with you guys out there, if you look at any of the humongous top producers out there, they're, they're all coached by just awesome people. Man, look at Treasure Davis you know like literally once a week she is talking about her coach and her sure. coach said this and then it has been a life-changing for her in that world and i think the same thing for me you know one of our top producers at our company you know rick you know he's got a couple of coaches that he works with as well sure. you know and then so i'm also in another group called next level loan officers oh, and that's a really cool group too okay. like we do meetings about once every 90 days or so sometimes a little bit sooner sometimes mm-hmm. a little bit later but same thing. I mean, just just dialing it in, and you know what's working here, and you know just just coaching strategies, uh, sales strategies, and it was so funny because I just uh, had a closing the other day where he had just gone over uh, like a sales strategy and, and things like that with someone that's shopping. Then I had a client that had called, and you know he's shopping like three or four different people, wow. and then Lily had just heard his speech. You know, no joke, like five minutes earlier, sure. my phone call rang. And I grab it, and I literally almost, you know, verbatim, you know, did his little deal. And the guy's like, "Man, I'm going with you." Wow. You know, he's like, "I talked to these other three people, but you know, y- you you asked me, you know, what's important to me." You know, you know, because a lot of times we think in our mind as a loan officer, we're just rate, 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 rate. So I know that one of the big national companies, real estate companies just announced that they're having a, uh, you know, a mortgage company that they're adding to the pile, Sure. but all they're selling is rate and fee, which is what we've been taught for the past, you know, since I've been doing it 23 years, sure. it's not rate and fee, it's the client, it's the person, it's, I love it's that. the deal behind them. You know, so this company is coming out pushing rate and fee to everybody. Hmm. Which to me is like, great, go ahead and sell rate and fee. Sure. I'm going to take care of my clients. Right. And so, you know, are they going to grab a, per- a percentage of the market share? Of course. Sure. Just they are, because you can just have some of those consumers that don't care about just. You know you're gonna answer your phone at night. You're gonna text them back. You're gonna reply back to their email They just want to know what's this gonna cost me? Can you close on time? Great. Thank you so much Hope to never talk to you again, right? You're gonna have that percentage of the people sure. A- and that's fine so those people can use the the online kind of places like that, but you know they, they just won't get uh, the customer service the the professionalism and all of that kind of stuff which you know I think they're really missing out on that again unless they're just doing a super simple transaction yeah so, but you know I have one of my agents I am doing his personal purchase for him he was going to put down just a huge chunk of change mm-hmm. for his personal residence okay. but he's made a lot of money over the past 10 years buying and selling um, rental properties right so I'm just like why don't you want to keep doing that mm-hmm. and he's just like well you know we want to have a low house payment So I showed him, hey, instead of putting down this chunk of change, what if you bought three more rental properties and your single family home? Love it. It's ending up gonna save him eighteen hundred dollars a month because he's gonna make six hundred dollars per rental unit, where putting down all that cash would have only changed his mortgage payment six hundred bucks. So his net difference is he's gonna make an additional twelve hundred dollars, which basically is half his mortgage payment. Right. And he's just like, holy crap! I wasn't even thinking of that. So that's the stuff you won't get from a, you know, internet type of a company or any of that stuff. They'll just say, okay, you want thirty percent down? Here's our rate. See you later. They're not thinking about the client and what's really, really best for them. So I think that's that's such a a really cool part about our industry that we can really teach our clients how to be financially you know responsible.
0: Sure. And I think that what, while you're mentioning that specifically, that's a, a big part of the series is showcasing true professionals. And not just in the overall production, you know, numbers wise, but really guiding people through the process, doing what's right, having a moral compass. That's why I really consider you a real estate titan, Brian, is just because of that. All those things you just mentioned, going above and beyond. Somebody's calling you at these odd hours. You're there to pick up the phone. It isn't a nine to five. Um, If that's what you're looking for, you know, then you're not looking at the top tier. Oh, not I mean, a you, that, that's that's what I want to stress out to everybody who's watching this. Not everybody's created equal. Realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residents, commercial. This is a, a perfect example of that top tier and what you get. So that was, I'm so oh, it glad is, it's you huge. mentioned
1: that. And it's fun to even like, you know, I got to give a shout out to my buddy, Chris Frankema. You know, he's been with me now for two years and, you know, he's, he's branching out onto his own. He's still at North Point Bank, okay. um, but he's now creating his own team. He, he literally is the consummate, you know, uh, student of this industry. You know, his, his numbers are going to, you know, probably double mine within the next several years. Wow. He just, he's just such an animal, studies the game, learns the guidelines inside and out, and he's really, really focusing on that customer service, customer first type mm-hmm. of aspect, but from the beginning. Beautiful. So, so you know, he, he didn't have to wait five years to meet someone to teach him that. Sure. He literally has gotten that from day one well, and, and I think it's, it's going to, you know, and his numbers are just crazy. I think right now he's number five at our bank, okay. you know, in two years in the industry. Unreal. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it'll be fun to see where he's at in another two or three years, you know, he'll be vying for, you know, the top one, two, and three spots in the company and and, and that's the kind of stuff that, you know, you younger guys. Um, it, I, I just see that and then like uh, I don't know if you've interviewed um, like seven before I have but not. you know she she's a young realtor um, Out there and you know, I watch her little uh, v- Facebook live videos they pop up on my feed all the time and I'll watch them, you know brand new in the industry and Really being a professional of the game sure then, you know, y- you'll see her numbers really grow and everything else and there's a sure. just a whole bunch of really young awesome uh, loan officers at other companies You know, even like downstairs for me, we have Pentrust Mortgage, which is downstairs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Rich List is uh, the number one guy, I think, in the state and probably in a 10 state area. I mean, the guy is just an absolute producer. I mean, talking about the Titans, he's like the king of the Titans. So good job, buddy. Um, (laughs) and, And also so humble. You know, I mean, literally, I can go downstairs and ask him anything, grab five minutes from him, and and literally, he's never like said, Hey, dude, I'm so busy, I can't right now. He always lets you in. And so, that's what I think is uh, really important for a lot of these, you know, heavy, heavy producers and hitters is to, you know, always keep your door open. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's been really neat at, at our company. Like I said, you know, I've got Tiffany and Todd, I can always bounce questions off. But at the same time, you know, I think our company is so blessed that, you know, you can literally go into anyone's office oh, yeah. and ask anyone questions. And they always have, like, that open-door policy where they, they want you to succeed. They want you to be professional. They want you to, to have big producing numbers and not, you know, trying to, to push you down kind of a thing. And, I, and I've heard unfortunate stuff at some other, you know, companies where… Right. The top person only cares about their production and not building up or growing their, their, their team or their brand. Sad. And, you know, yeah, I just I don't get that. Because even to me, if I help a, a loan officer at our team and I don't get a dollar off of it, who cares? Got a deal done. Yeah. North Point Bank gets that reputation of, hey, they got that deal done. Mm-hmm. They don't have to know behind the scenes how. All those borrowers and realtors need to know is that deal got done. North Point Bank did it. I mean, that to me is just is really, really awesome. And uh, you know, especially like with Crystal, she's the same way. You know, she was at a, a, a different bank before. We you know kind of talked her into joining our place. She was almost on an island. You wow. know, and I I told her you are going to double your production by coming here. And she was just like, doesn't make any sense. How? And I was like, I go trust yeah. me. I said when you're around people who are doing huge numbers and The, the intelligence that they have I said it, it it's hating it as like a feeding frenzy But it, it is mm-hmm. it's very addictive and just even like the osmosis of being around that environment you, You're gonna go from two deals or four deals a month to like five and six just being there right and she's like mm, You know, we'll see you know I've been doing the same numbers for whatever like two or three years in a row. I mm-hmm. really don't see it Know, within six months she doubled her numbers from All the right. production the year before the next year she doubled those numbers again mm-hmm. So basically it was a four or six hundred percent change in her production numbers And it it wasn't just a piece, right. You know, it's kind of like just the, the, the Everything of being around really really high producing people really smart producing people You, you know you feel that energy you feel that vibe it's mm-hmm. like that and it's crazy like a this morning before i was coming here i was over at um, keller williams partners with uh ed and uh casey so if you guys are watching hello as well hey guys and that talking about an environment that they've created when they moved off of their airport and powers location you know it it was a nice office but where they're at now is literally you know 10 times bigger Night better. It, it is day. it's incredible i know casey was just on with you yep. you know not too long ago but go walk around that office with them, mm-hmm. and the the impact and the buzz and the the feeling in there is, is I mean it's just a ten eleven you sure. know constantly, and you know same thing with those guys. They can go ask any one of the other agents a question. Hey, I've got a question on this contract. Hey, I've got a question with this. Every single agent wants to help the other agents, mm-hmm. and you know they're huge on that and that. Uh, Not to kind of diverge, but Uh, one of the things I wanted to piece back on with, uh, like, Casey, you know, her and I would talk about, you know, once a week or so on, you know, just just things that are working or things to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's been just huge in my world of getting, um, like, the team concept down. So, like, when I worked at Compass Bank, they almost, they actually did, they penalized you if you had a, uh, a team or assistant. So you Mm -hmm. couldn't qualify for certain bonuses, you couldn't get certain pay structures if you had an assistant. Mm -hmm. And then you had to share an assistant with I think three or four other loan officers, regardless of your production. So it it made it really hard to even use an assistant. So I just rather work 12 or 15 hours a day and said screw the assistant, it just didn't make sense. But you know, with like with Casey, you know, man, she really has just harped, you know, you gotta get a team, you gotta get a team. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think we have built just an unbelievable team that we have like I said you know it's crystal myself we have Becky hi Becky and Shane um, and then I have a, my own individual processor that just processes for our team Tina okay. and it, it is this it's unbelievable what you can get done when everyone likes each other mm-hmm. everyone is working for the client right. are working for the end goal not a paycheck and mm-hmm. any of that kind of stuff and that's huge and like I said, I watched you know Chris houses interview a couple weeks ago and you know just hearing him really focus on you know building and training and coaching people i mean it truly is that then that's what i said what ed and casey have done over at their kw partners branch is just you know branch wide i had you know one of my uh, agents i've worked with for the longest is tulio pena oh, wow. he worked over an action team for a couple of years and i was like man I go, you are killing it individually I mean, he's truly just an absolute rock star by himself. But he's sure. killing himself. He got over to KW, added a partner. Mm-hmm. So then he has uh, someone on his team that really just took a huge chunk off a of load off of his team. And then Dan is you know one of those crazy guys that has like a 800 IQ. You right. know, one of the smartest guys in the world, but he's Love still it. a human, mm-hmm. so he can talk to you. It's not like your, you know, organic chemistry or microbiology chemistry teacher in school that sure. can't even relate to a human. They, they literally don't even speak to. Literally you. a robot. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, it's like talking to Stephen Hawking for a while. Yeah, you know? it's just like, what did he say? What was that? Yeah, they forget to eat and stuff, but yeah, they, but his business has just like you know grown a huge chunk. Mm-hmm. But he's also been able to go to basketball games for his kids, you know, go to camping trips with his kids, and do all these family activities where before he couldn't, because okay. he was doing everything. And then you know now he's added another realtor to his team, and so he keeps growing. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's it's really awesome just to see what you can learn from other people in this industry. I mean, it really is. You know, it's so, sure. like I said, you know, kind of take a piece here and a piece here. Not everything's going to work for you for right. every professional. You know, some of the guys, like I said, you know, there's this one coach that we work with. He calls it, you know, the Thor, whatever Thor Mondays or whatever. Hmm. Uh, You want you to call, you know, twenty people on Monday morning and set three appointments for Wednesday. Me personally, I hate cold calling. Okay, that's just me. So sure, you'll never get a cold call from me. (laughs) It's not gonna happen from
0: Brian, everybody. Sorry.
1: Um, but we have, you know, one of our top guys, Rick, I mean, he is religious about that. Mm-hmm. Every Monday morning when I walk by his office, he is knocking out his phone calls and he is setting up his appointments. Sure. Um, you know, his daughter just joined the, the industry and, you know, she's out there hustling it as well. Yeah. And, you know, you'll see her name already popping up on Facebook post about people recommending her and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And she does, I mean, she is setting appointments, setting appointments, calling people building her business making those contacts and stuff like that you know so it, it's huge I mean and a lot of those things will work eh, some people you don't have to do them all but you know there there are just some huge huge pieces I think that you can gain from just all of your interactions with so many different people it, it's just uh, it's a it's a neat deal okay. and uh, um, yeah just just yeah just keep learning you know non-stop um, so podcasts yeah you know try to get you know as much positive into you now right. I'm not into like the super fluffy stuff sure you sure. know where it's like I'm good enough I'm whatever right, <laughs> right. Right. I don't get into that that too much but you know I truly do believe in you know setting goals I've always mm. set goals for myself and then you know writing it down is huge not just thinking about a goal but truly writing it down right and I think those things really come into Being you know, I think Ryan the other day Steumann said that on his post that he you know set a goal wrote it down or whatever and Literally within just hours of writing down the goal He got to be on stage with one of his huge idols that he really looks at you like, man, you know what? I'm gonna set a goal. I'm gonna be on stage with such-and-such speaker, you know within 12 months. That's my goal Wow, he I think it was within two hours his phone rang It was a guy doing a keynote speaker and he said, hey, I've got a spot, I want you to talk with such and such. Interesting. Two hours within writing down that goal, that happened. Wow. And I I tell people that all the time, you know, you know, beginning of the year, write down your goals, whether you're a realtor, loan officer, you know, home builder, it doesn't matter. You know, how many homes do you want to build this year? How many families do you want to help? You know, how many loans do you want to close? Whatever that goal is, you know, set. it. You know, to me kind of poking back here, right. I ran the Pikes Peak in uh, 2017, and my car did like a 143 miles an hour stop. Okay. Right. I set a goal that the next year, I wanted to be one of those guys that broke 200. Sure. So that was my goal, and, you know, so we put, you know, whatever, six, seven months into the car and getting it prepped and ready. and then, To break two hundred at our altitude is no simple feat. You know, my buddy Scuba Steve has you know he's this close to getting. I think his top speed now is like one ninety six, one ninety five. Right there, right there. And he's been trying for a couple of years to get there, and. You know, we, we luckily came out there. I had just an incredible, you know, car builder, uh, Nathan Sissio, over at Top Speed. Wonderful. And, you know, he's sitting there, he's at sea level. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it's a whole different world up here, bro. You're We're at 7,000 so right. feet above elevation. And so he did a whole bunch of his homework to learn about the air density and, you know, what's it going to take and everything else. And, you know, we came out. And then I think this year we had, um, oh gosh, what a Javid did it. Um, Justin did it. Um, I did it, and then uh, Koi's wife, uh, Alex uh, Christmas, she broke it, and then Giddy drove in uh, Brian Spockman's car, and Giddy did it as well. Okay. So, you know, there was that five cars from Top Speed broke the 200 mark, and there's only 12 cars out of 400 that broke 200 this year. You know, and a lot of those are… But true race race cars. Mm -hmm. We're talking cars that are literally sitting in a garage in a trailer. They never drive to seven hundred on the track. Yeah, Yeah, that we're talking like they literally get trailer to a track. They unload them. They barely start. They idle rough, and then they're like full race cages and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And those guys are you know breaking two hundred. Sure. Here we have a car that literally I can take the kids to the store
0: in the mall, go to dinner. Right behind us, everybody, right here. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the fact that you mentioned, it, I'm so glad. It, and again, everybody, just say, in case you're wondering, why are they in a garage? What's going on here? It's not typical uh, Titans, you know, attire. Um, so it is in Brian's environment, but, you know, we had discussion because we were both at the track right. and we missed each other. And I said, shoot, I would have loved to ride in this. So, everybody stay tuned after the episode because we're going to shoot another episode of us uh, getting into some trouble into this uh, <laughs> beast back here so stay tuned on that we'll Should see kind of where we go there so but I, I do want to address the, the education phase yeah. so everybody out there I'll have links below everything that was Brian was talking about so you can feed your mind that way I think that a really beautiful note and a common ground is success breeds success oh, Don't absolutely be afraid to ask questions because the successful people, truly successful people, and, and the people that I work with across the United States, on that highest of high level, they're always sharing. They're, they're, their oh, door is always open. And yes. I, I love that you mentioned that. Um, it, it always blows me away when, when I hear these stories about uh, people that have had levels of success, but they're, they're selfish. They won't give it. And I find that they're hurting themselves this way. Oh, I so, agree. So um, you know, I, I just I'm glad that you addressed so many notes onto that and there's there's lots of positive so you guys can feed your mind the same way that Brian does and continues yeah, to Or it. even
1: if you're a top producer and you maybe, you know, haven't thought of that or maybe you didn't think you should help those out because you wanted to keep you know your secret secret, and really there aren't any secret secrets. Right. Like everything you're is right. out there, you know, you can only cut a pie so many different ways. Sure. So, you know to me, a lot of those people, you know, really need to, to, you know, open themselves up. You know, we've had some top producers at our company, you know, that tried to keep all of their, you know, marketing and ideas right. and campaigns, yeah. just really yeah. keep that door shut. And I think they're starting to realize, you know, hey, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. We're you know, real. There, there's a huge pie for everyone to share. Tons. And there's no reason not to help other people. You know, I've, I've been blessed that… I've had other loan officers or agents calling me on other deals that I'm, mm-hmm. I have nothing to do with, and it's been so neat that they, you know, actually wanted to call me and say, "Hey, I have this, this, and this going on. You know, what do you think about that?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's so easy. All you have to do is, you know, do this, this, or this," right. and um, you know, real easy thing. Like, uh, I was the lender for a closing this morning, and the lender for the seller's purchase. You know, his uh, underwriter was saying that they had to, you know, restore his VA eligibility Hmm. 24 hours or whatever prior to the closing of their sale, which of course is impossible because their eligibility is tied to their current home that they're selling. Hmm. You can't restore it prior to the sale. And she wanted all this documentation and, you know, it's not my deal at all. It has Hmm. nothing to do with us, but literally sent him the guideline and said, here's what you need to give to your underwriter. Go go give her this document and wow. use the nice Brian mm-hmm. and say would this work? Does this satisfy your condition on that? And you know he emailed me back and was like, dude, they cleared it. Mm-hmm. Awesome, thank okay. you, thank you for that help. And I think that stuff is just awesome. Again, Love it's it. not my deal; it's the deal after us. Sure. You know what? why not keep that little ball going? Sure. And you know it, and it made for such an awesome closing. Um, another you know rock star out there, Mark Davis was mm-hmm. that listing agent for that sure. deal. And, you know, my, my side was Ryan Mobley, who, ugh, I got to give a shout out to Ryan because here's a guy that I did a loan for 10 years ago, hmm. buying his first fourplex. And we did it on a 203k loan. Wow. He went in there, fixed, you know, the carpet, paint, drywall, upgraded these houses. You know, I think he told us the other day, you know, sold it a few years later and made, you know, almost a six-figure profit on that home. Right. Bought another property, then bought an eightplex, you know, sold that one for a huge chunk of change. And then, you know, he was always working at, uh, uh, what is it, Um, Fountain Valley um, School District. Okay. You know, in the, I think he was a custodian or whatever in that industry. And, you know, he came to me like a year and a half ago and was like, you know, think about getting my real estate license. What do you think? And I'm like, I think you would kill it. Wow. He's super funny, he's super personal. And he can relate to his clients. He he's not at this, you know, crazy upper level. He he's still totally down to earth and really works with people. And I wanna say like, you know, he was top five at Remax, like in Mm -hmm. his first year in the business. I mean and that's that same thing. If you're brand new, you can still kill it. I mean you really can. This market isn't like a closed society. Where no one gets in. Hmm. To me, the the people that make it are the ones that get in there and hustle. Uh-huh. You know, do something, set yourself apart, um, get out there and hustle, and you know, put the time into it. You can't just you know kick back and you know where's that deal coming? Boy, my phone's not ringing. You <laughs> Twiddling your yeah, thumbs away. Wow, why why am I not making six figures? Hmm, for, right. I thought this real estate gig was easy, uh-huh. right? So you got to really put the time into it. And you know, go for it, and you know, and he it, it's just so fun to work with these top agents, like you know, Michelle Fisher over at Remax, mm-hmm. just have been an absolute joy with her. And I reached out to her like five years ago, mm-hmm. she was the listing agent on a deal. Then you know, I saw her email, I had like 85 different things that she's you know gotten her education in. Oh, yeah, you know, she's every type of negotiation you can, VA specialist, and all that stuff. And to watch what her business has done over the past several years, it's, it's just amazing. On her but everyone says the same thing about her. She knows her game. Yep. She is incredible to work with, you know. And she just gets the job done. And it, it's just awesome that you know and to get the chance to work with these kind of. Unbelievable, other titans. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's just mind blowing to me that I get to be like you know that blessed and everything.
0: Else. You you mentioned so many, and j- and just so all the other fellow titans. I mean, I think you mentioned maybe six or seven different titans that have oh, been right. featured on the series. So uh, if you're paying attention, just look up those names that Brian's <laughs> been shouting out. Just go to the titans page. You'll see their episode. You can really dive in to get to know them as well. So the other thirty six. I'm sorry. That's right. Sorry, everybody. The, the, the list will be down below. <laughs> so uh, but. Brian, this has been fantastic. This has been chock full of information. I cannot wait to just consume this just like everybody else, but I do want to jump into this bad boy. Right. So let's go through the last question Okay. Uh, before we wrap this up and then have a really awesome time in the car. Uh, if you could take a look at your entire brand, you as a man, you as a professional, and sum yourself up with a quote or a mantra that you live by What does that look like for you? Yeah, I thought about that in the past, and I've never really
1: had that little email click or whatever. But, you know, just in my mind, though, I, I do try to always remember that you never know who's watching you. Always, and we talked about that earlier yeah. today, oh, yeah. and, and it, it, it is truly crazy to see, you know, who sees you or, or any of those other things. Like, you know, I was telling you, like, you know, with the Tesla, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had, I had parked up in uh, Rock Rimon at the you know the Nam Thai restaurant up mm-hmm. there, yep, and. You know someone had taken a picture of the Tesla and posted it and made a comment that it was the you know The the team colors of their real company colors. Yeah, mm-hmm. the other company colors. I was like, oh my gosh You know they, they they loved it and it was exit realty on that one mm-hmm. and she had made some comment about it And like you know within a minute someone had tagged crystal in it already and was like is that your car? Oh, wow and so crazy crazy stuff and then you know you're the, you know, the way you drive around town or if you're seen or mm-hmm. you know just you know, someone was at a closing, or you know, something was said, or you didn't hold the door open for someone, right. or if you were, you know, snotty or rude to your server mm-hmm. at a restaurant, sure, you would be so surprised about who's watching you. Um, I had a closing last week. And um, of course, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he works over at RE-MAX. Mm-hmm. And when we had our closing, and Tulio was the buyer's agent, okay. he had told Tulio that I had done his fourplex purchase for him back in 2001, hmm. 17 years ago. Wow. And he remembered, I did another loan for him as well after that. And you know he remembered, now he's a really good producer um, over at Brian Vale's office at RE-MAX. And, you know, but he remembered that. 17 years ago that I did his loan for him, and the neat thing is, at closing, he told us that he took that offer on that home because the buyer's agent was Tulio, Mm -hmm. and because North Point was the lender, over some other deals, Hmm. because he knew it was gonna go to closing. And to me, that's the kind of uh, reputation that you need to get to is, you know, you getting to that level um, I think it just says you know just huge stuff You know when you're in a competing situation, you know, you're you're sort of using some off-brand internet lender You know, you're getting the local lender. You're getting the local agent and all of that stuff So I just think that that's uh, such, such a huge Powerful, you know piece kind of a deal because you, you do you know You could be at target and someone cuts in line in front of you. You might not be that person Right that that you know or whatever, but maybe two people behind you is a past client of yours. Uh, you know, gosh, you're furniture shopping and you want to sneak into that parking spot, (laughs) and that other person's like, That was my spot, or whatever, and then all of a sudden there comes be though this huge issue there. That might have been a past client of yours, or how embarrassing, you know, you're rushing to work, you cut someone off at a stop sign. And all of a sudden you meet that person five minutes later as they come in to see you for loan application, you're like, oh gosh, they just cut you off, right? Right. So I think those kind of uh, deals to really always think about that, you know, no matter where you are, like I said, you know, restaurants and stores and, you know, varsity sports, my goodness. I've gotten so many um, games, my son plays lacrosse for Pine Creek and just hearing some of the parents You know screaming at the players or screaming at the referees and all that stuff and I'm just like you know wow What if that you know is a future client or that was me and a future client was you know Two people over and also they're like I remember you you were that guy at that Pine Creek game that was yelling at that referee wasn't that you right? Uh, probably not the best Situation to be in For sure. so I, I think that kind of stuff is huge Love it. and then hopefully you know coming across you know Humility and super blessed. Again, I don't think there's anything. I personally do to achieve this stuff except for work really hard and You know listen to people who are smarter than me mm-hmm. And I think those are some of the, the really crucial things as you know open mind open mind uh, One of the things I get from so many loan officers is when a realtor calls me and says hey, I got a deal But XYZ at XYZ Bank says no one can do this deal if they can't do it. Hmm. If I can't do this deal, no one can. And it's like the simplest (laughs) deal in the world to do. Like it was so easy. (laughs) So you know, to never have that. um, You know, like there was a loan the other day we couldn't do. It was a you know a trailer with three people living in these like storage sheds on the property. Hmm. You know the the um, appraiser called us and said. Dude, there's no way we can do this. This It's like a four-plex trailer, single-wide in Pueblo. Wow. Nothing we could do. You know, so I just told her, hey, this one's out of our hands. You know, see if you can find someone else. Another one of my buddies, you know, kicked it over to to him. They just had the three people move out of those units, put them back to storage units. So now when the VA appraiser came for the next appointment, there weren't three people living on property. It was just a single trailer Mm -hmm. with three storage sheds. So instead of me, you know, pounding my feet saying no one can do this deal, I'm like, try someone else. So I, I kind of right. want to keep that in mind. Uh, you know that you know you never know what someone else can or cannot do. Who's watching? Mm-hmm. You know, totally be a uh, you know a learner of the game. And then the last piece I would say yeah. is you know pass it on. Mm-hmm. They always tell that. you like in school, you know, you really know your craft. When you can teach it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you might know how to do algebra, biochemistry, organic chemistry, micro, all of those things, but until you can teach someone how to do that kind of stuff, that's when you really, really get to know your game right. because you have to know your guideline. If you're sitting in front of a group of 50, 60, 70 realtors, then they're firing questions at you. Hey, what's the max closing cost? Hey, what's the loan to value? Can you use commission income? Can you use this? I've got a borrow with a 1099. You know, when they're throwing stuff at you and you can literally reply back to them because you've studied the game like that like that and mm-hmm. know it. I mean, I think that's huge And that's the thing I would tell everybody all the time is you know, go go teach classes you mm-hmm. know, go to Realtors. They're always looking for You know lenders to come in and teach a class on this or teach a class on that sure. and I think that is just huge to you know, take your knowledge and Pass it down to that next group of people because you might have that little bit that they didn't even know you could do you tell them that and all of a sudden, you help them get a deal done. Wow! And I think that just can be so huge so that other person that you just don't know is there. You have no idea that they were out there watching or reading your post or you know, seeing how you interact in public or other title companies and stuff. So sure. you know, that's, that's pretty exciting. Like the closing we had today, such a fun closing. You know, first time home buyers on our side And you know with Mark and uh, Ryan, it was just such a fun closing and Mark Davis had a brand new realtor with him Hmm, And so he got to see how fun closing can be is and you know Everyone knew each other and you know, we knew patty the closer and It's like it was just such a neat Hmm. neat event and that agent brand new was like this looks fun, all right. yeah. I like this, this, is, this done. is gonna be cool. So, you know, because my first couple of closings were just, you know, I just sat in the back of the corner. <laughs> Trying not to make too much yeah, noise. Yeah, try not to make any noise. Yeah. I'm like, you need to sign this. Oh, okay, let me sign this document and then I'm just gonna sit here and do nothing. Wow. So, you know, but
0: these were just super, super fun, closings yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I just think that's just uh, awesome stuff. Brian, this has been fantastic. I know everybody out there is, their brains are probably exploding at this point with all the information. And I'm sorry we went a little longer than usual, but Brian, you had so much information to give. So thank you so much for taking your time. You are an official real estate Titan, my friend. uh, For sure. So I'm really excited and everybody stay tuned because we are gonna be jumping into this beast right behind us here pretty soon. So that video will be in the comments down below. But as always, thanks so much for your time and attention. Uh, your love and support. I really appreciate that. Live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, different Titan, different location. We'll catch you guys on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. After dark.